0: So menopause, fun. We're going to be talking all
1: about that today. The ins and outs. Here we go. Like a sparrow building shelter With branches for its young My mother built a nest With love for her little ones My grandfather told her Doesn't matter what you have The only thing you need for life Is each other's helping hands And never the emptiness the
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Never the Empty Nest. We are approaching our last episodes of the fourth season of our podcast, and that's kind of amazing. Um, So here we are, Vanessa and
2: Nicole and Jackie.
0: All of us are here today. We have a little bit of a difference. First of all, we're going to say that we're going to be talking about menopause today. Fun!
3: Pre-menopause too.
0: Yes. And... The one fun thing is that uh, my sister, Nicole, and my mom, Jackie, are actually there in the same place, which usually it's reversed. I'm with my mom and my sisters on the other side of the country. So why don't you guys start off by telling us how you guys are and what your day has been like, and then we'll jump into, well, then I'll say a little bit, and then we'll jump into menopause and perimenopause, as Nicole corrected.
2: I'm in one of my happy places, which is here in California which I love because I love California. But besides, this is where half of the nest is. And but apparently Kaka follows me wherever I go, uh, dog caca. And I will let Nicole <laughs> explain
3: how it has consumed us uh, for the last <laughs> four or four days. Yes. Seriously, Rose, our dog, has diarrhea. I know you guys are very happy to hear about that. No, but honestly, that hasn't happened. <laughs> this bad like this for days and days since rose was in miami at six months old so my mom has something with like (laughs) bringing the diarrhea around again my husband jonathan gave rose this big bully stick thing that she chews on to kind of distract her when my mom when my parents came in at first because rose gets like way too excited and so it was just meant to distract her and she usually takes like a while to get through it and he'll put it away and give it back to her. But he like, she was so anxious and crazed that she like chomped the whole thing in like 20 minutes. And I think that's what it was, but she could have gotten it at the Wag Hotel doggy daycare, maybe from another dog, a bug or something, because we picked her up the day before because we were in Mississippi. So we don't know what's happening, but it's a nightmare because she wakes us up at midnight at three at five to take her out. It's just a lot of, cleaning up so that's what's going on but it's been a blast i mean i love having my parents here so it's just the rose thing is just kind of putting a a damper on on things for a a minute so i just hope it gets better but we've gone to the museum with the kids the kids are ecstatic we've gone to all our favorite spots little doms and los Feliz, and my old stomping grounds my favorite neighborhood in la but yeah it's been good super i'm jealous Totally jealous. Oh well. Vani just get on a plane just for like a day or two because of the Basquiat exhibition. It's basically, his family is releasing for the first time ever, like unseen, like two hundred pieces, and is putting in a in a in a museum here in LA. But it's like you're in rehearsal right now, and so it's now until like May twentieth or something, or May seventeenth. I don't know. I'll I'll look at the dates, Vani. But I was like, no. But has well, to be
0: here. Actually, if those are the dates, I can go after the show opens. We're talking about hashtag Graced, which is a world premiere that's opening here in Zoetic uh stage in the Arts Center, and we're in the middle of rehearsals. But and actually our producer, Matt Corey, is the sound designer, which is <gasps> kind of amazing.
3: Why did I not know that? I know. I knew that.
0: So yeah, maybe I can hop on a plane. Maybe I can hop on a plane. That's that's possible. And maybe we should just uh hop into I'll tell you what my week has been like, which is probably a good segue to our discussion actually so I still have a headache I have had a headache for a month at this point that doesn't go away and it actually reached a pretty ginormous crisis point that resulted in me ending up in the emergency room on my birthday so fun so apparently I have in the CAT scan what appears to be an empty cella which uh is like i don't know where my pituitary gland is we'll see and now i need an mri and all this crap but the point is interestingly i also feel like i've also been telling the doctors hey 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 just so you know i know i'm i know i look really young <laughs> i mean for what i'm about to say i know i look young but um i'm actually potentially going through perimenopause as my obgyn said and they're like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of like thrust that to the side. And I'm like, hang on a second. But like, isn't the pituitary gland also the gland that that regulates hormones? And doesn't the fact that like, I'm going through this giant thing, isn't that also like, I'm I'm like, why are we not looking at this at all? Which brings us to today's episode. We left off like two episodes ago, talking about how like, I'm really bitchy now. And I just have no filter and et cetera. And now that I have a a headache that doesn't go away, it's even better. <laughs> my mom was around for this, but I think I'll start by talking about what perimenopause is. This is like a movement. I don't know if you guys want to talk about what you've been seeing, but mom, you sent something about Oprah and my sister's been look sending like Naomi Watts stuff. So like there's a movement right now of women saying, hey. Nobody's really been paying attention to this. And people have been going through this for a long time and calling it whatever the heck crazy thing they want to say. And not there's no information out there. It's literally like you look this stuff up and it's like hormonal changes, hot flashes. Like you, it's really ridiculous, actually, that there aren't really substantial information about this, which is like, oh, we just don't care about women, really. So anyway, I'll let you guys talk a little bit about all the stuff you've been sending. Maybe mom, talk a little bit about what you sent from Oprah, which apparently she thought she was going to die while she was going through it. That actually made me feel hopeful. But actually, before I hand it over to you, can I just read what it is? I should read what it is. Mm -hmm. Perimenopause means around menopause and refers to the time during which your body makes the natural transition to menopause, marking the end of the reproductive years. Perimenopause is also called the menopausal transition. (laughs) I am in transition. Women start perimenopause at different ages, uh, usually sometime in your 40s, but some people notice it in their 30s. Basically, your level of estrogen changes. And um, that's what causes what for some people are hot flashes. And sometimes you don't uh, release an egg during your month, which means you don't have your period. I haven't had my period since November. The day that my headaches started, interestingly enough, I spotted. I'm sorry for anyone who this bothers, but these are just facts and they're very interesting. And it's really like, you know, kind of stuff we don't talk about. And when I talk about headaches, I'm talking about headaches that. I'm a super resilient human being. I am a person who works through everything. And I couldn't through these headaches they were so horrible and they wouldn't go away. Like I still have a headache. This is why I sound like this, like, annoying. Like I sound annoying.
3: <laughs> They're called migraines. Exactly. Because you kept saying headache, it's not it's not a headache. There's a difference between a headache and a like Debilitating migraine, like that, you cannot function and you have to be in a dark room and you feel like your head is going to explode. And by the way, when you said, Oh, I got my period, that's when it started. I've been getting, now I'm like, Oh God, I think I'm (laughs) showing (laughs) sex. But no, but I've, I've actually talked about this with our, my friend Laura here because she gets them too. And only as of like a couple years ago, really for me in the past year, menstrual migraines. It, it, it happens the day before I get it and the first two days of my period. And it's a nausea, fatigue, and complete horrific headache nonstop. And it never happened to me before. How fun. So all these symptoms, it's oh, horrible. How do they expect women to just function? And then be like, well, this is what it is, you know, what what's happening to me, you know? And it's all kinds of things because I think Oprah had a panel. What was the panel? Everyone was talking like Drew Barrymore and she would just like break into sweat. It's not just sweats. It's so much, so many, it's a big spectrum of like symptoms.
0: The thing that mom sent was, um, she sent it to to both of us and it was like, um Oprah was like you know we don't talk about this and guess what there was a whole period of my life that I had such enormous like tachycardia like panic attacks and her heart would be racing in the middle of the night that she was like okay I'm going to die those words I think I'm going to die actually from everybody in some way shape or form like last I know this sounds dramatic but like last week right now my head hurts like at a like at a 6 but when it was like at an 8 9 I was like I can't die I cannot die. Like I can't die. I can't die because my husband can't just deal with my kids. I mean like or the puzzle that is our life. And I'm serious. Like I have to sit down and talk to both of you about like I I know this is ridiculous or not, but I'm like I need to talk to you. I need to show you what like my intellectual property is and my this and my that and like I need to sit down and tell people about this. Like I kind of feel like also this is like confronting your mortality. It's real. You know, it's like something in your body is like, yo, 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 you're like halfway, sort of a little halfway through,
2: so figure your shit out.
0: I feel like that's also what's happening. Mom, what was it like for you?
2: Well, I can imagine what Oprah went through. Um, and, and this is Oprah. The reason I sent it to you is because I well, you remember that actually I was taken to the emergency room thinking I had a stroke or something. And it was this, I couldn't breathe. My my face was numb. And I'm glad that, I'm not glad that Oprah had it, but I'm glad that that panel or those women that are visible are making a thing about it. Because obviously, I we have a very good family doctor and he did pay attention. And I dealt with it with him and, and with classical Chinese medicine, which is obviously nobody talks about. I didn't hear the whole Oprah thing, but I am sure they didn't talk about that. And that's what really helped me.
0: We don't know that they didn't talk about it. So maybe they did.
2: That's what I said. I don't know whether they talked about it, but my personal opinion is that they didn't. um, Because Nobody talks about it because it's something that is not pharmaceutical. (laughs) And so, you know, they'll talk about um,
0: hormone replacement uh,
2: hormone therapy and all this stuff. I didn't have to take any of that. I didn't take any of that. Women, I think, in my um, limited knowledge, are very special creatures because we are very, very strong. And at the same time, we're very, very delicate. So because we're delicate in our makeup, if you show that part or if you talk about that part, it's translated into weakness. And and obviously it's not. So I'm glad that this this whole conversation going on with people that are visible, that people will start paying attention to, hopefully. And that what Vane said, that uh, maybe uh, the movement has begun.
0: Well, I think it's clear that, you know, it's interesting, like who has had the microphone literally, because um, it's just very clear that, you know, it takes a, a, a certain amount of time to get, you know, into a position of power to have a voice and a microphone. And therefore, like women haven't had it for a long time. And then it's also this happens when you're a little older. And then also you have to pretend like you're very strong and like nothing like you can't, you know, BS the PMS stuff or the this or the that or whatever. You just sort of like brush it through. No, 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 no. I'm strong and I'm doing all this stuff. And then at the same time, there has to be a very clear understanding of what is actually happening because it is completely unfair. It is completely unfair for example that we're so used to saying things like i remember mom being like oh yeah no i've menopause nothing i didn't have hot flashes i didn't whatever well guess what all these things that you didn't realize were part of menopause which was you going to the hospital every other day not every other day but like you went a lot during a period of your life was probably menopause when you were having all those panic attacks and all the the heart palpitations and all those things because your estrogen levels and all your hormones were changing well All those things I have been reading affect the heart. And it's that period of time when women are most likely to are open to stroke and heart attacks. Why? Because that those protective layers that were there are not there anymore. Why are, why don't we talk about this? Like, Jesus Christ, it's not just a hormone. It's like, actually, women are going through some really intense stuff. And that's why, by the way, they don't give a fuck about your shit. And they sound bitchy. Because it's like, get the fuck out of my face. You know what I mean? Sorry, this is like the one with the most cuss words. But, like, I have literally now understood for the first time this whole idea of, like, oh, the old maid and the shrew and the this and the that. And it's like, no, they're just sick of your shit. And right now they feel like shit.
3: And it's very unfair and just it's mind-boggling that there hasn't been enough like studies this is a medical a serious medical condition that women have to deal with like all around the world no matter where you come from what you look like whatever and um it is sad that it's taken this long and still doctors inside they should be looking into like how can we what really happens in the body of a woman and then how can we Help prevent and then help soothe while you're going through it, right? Like women have no idea what to do, like you said, and it's ridiculous. And because you know, men don't give a shit. I would love to see how men would handle their periods every month at work, and you know, having babies and dealing with all this. We have a part of our body that they have, they do not have, that they don't even understand. Not only are we strong and delicate, we're very complex. You know what I mean, like there's so much inside like we make humans <laughs> and then at some point it's like we don't anymore and of course our bodies are freaking out and we don't know what to do and like you said it's very scary and then women feel bad or disgusting or ooh or oh I can't talk about that you know and it's infuriating
2: well, if we remember um, or we think about it, everything was, uh, remember that uh, women are considered hysterical and um, mm. everything is about, and it's very complex. The layers are there, the psychological theories and the labeling and all of that. So it's a big problem, right? Or a big subject. So I think that the best way to do this is, is just do what we can in our own little world. We had, an employee once that suffered from migraines. The employers can start by being sensitive to that. The woman has a migraine, a person has a migraine. This is not just a headache. This is someone who suffers from a debilitating condition that really does not allow you to perform your work on that given moment the way you're supposed to perform it. And it's out of your control. Obviously, people do take measures, but we don't have enough options out there to deal with with these menopausal migraines the best way that we can. So, in our own little world, we can work on this. We can have a little voice in our world. We can, if we are employees, we can try to raise the awareness of the people that we work with or for. If we're employers. We need to raise our own awareness and be sensitive to that. There's a lot that the world has to become aware of and act on it. So let's just start on in in our own little world with our own little voice when we can. Yeah,
0: I also think it like really all these little moments of whether this is like a health moment or a perimonoposal moment, a little bit of both, a little bit of everything. It really makes you stop for a moment and say, Okay, what are the parts of my life that are not organized? And by organized I mean like out of control. And I don't mean that in a way where like there's good out of control, like there's good messiness where some things are okay to be a little messy and that's part of like, you know, the overall chaos is good part of of life. But the parts that you're like, wow, this is like I'm doing way too much of this or way too little of this, or this is, you know like I was not sleeping, you know, and not because I have trouble sleeping. I am like so tired at the end of the day that I can fall right asleep. That's not an issue. The issue is how much work there is, how much, you know, when you have to pack the kids lunches and make sure that certain things are done before they wake up. And then, you know, the rubrics cube of scheduling of everybody in the house and etc. cetera, which is, you know, another thing that, I venture to say that most of the women that I know also carry the Rubric's Cube of scheduling and creating the dynamics of the family, meaning what it means to actually schedule for people's lives and make sure that everybody's where they need to be at every one of those instances and also drive a career. This is like old stuff, but you say it easily and it's not easy. So anyway lots of things.
3: Well, I was worried when it happened to you, but I will remember I was telling you, I'm this, I'm sure this has to do with your perimenopause, but also aside from that, you're like a maniac and you like, I think like this was like God or the universe or your own body literally telling you like, okay, hi, I can only do so much and you need to slow down. So I don't break down, you know, like, we talk about it, but people don't really realize how incredibly important it is to sleep and rest and balance and this and that. And women, especially in the household, whether you have a go to a job or not, or just the home of the kids, it's so much. It's so much. So that probably adds to the anxiety during the whole perimenopause. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so much packed into one. I don't know what the solution to that is, but I do think we need to, reevaluate our like everyday routine and be like some people like you <laughs> need to be like i i have to slow down
2: it's societal i mean and we fall into that you know it's really sexy and great that people overwork and overextend themselves and women sometimes are forced to do it because of the reality of the workplace but we need to own it like i said i think that In our own little world, we can have some impact, but it starts with us. It starts with us asking questions to ourselves, which is Vane alluding to that at the beginning and having the courage to face it because we all have tendencies, okay? We have tendencies to overwork. We have tendencies to, uh, it doesn't mean, I heard once, you know, the stars reveal, but they don't compel. We, in the driver's seat, it's healthy to start this questioning. Every decision that I make is this adding or subtracting from my proverbial wellness. You know, there's so much talk about wellness. It's ironic. And it's a big thing to deal with on a personal basis. A big thing because it's a balance act and you're going to have to decide what's more important. Yes. And sometimes you don't like the answer you're
3: getting in your heart and in your brain, in your gut. And this whole thing of like, oh, there's nothing wrong with like overachiever and, you know, workaholic. But what is it that you're achieving in the end? If you're working so, so hard all the time and juggling all the things.
0: I do have a thought about all this, which I understand and agree with a lot of what you're saying. However, I also want to add that I do think asking for and just like having a right to also having other people step up around you which i think is very important because i think that it's something that you know like we're expected to carry a lot and you know bear and grin and shut up and it's like at the end of the day nobody acknowledges that stuff anyway the actual things that you do on a daily basis to actually keep things running in a very particular way and i'm talking about women and even just like simple things like the rubrics cube that i was talking about earlier it's like okay Cool. Um, also, let's have the people in our lives like step up also, in addition, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we have wonderful support systems, but I also think that they like people are, you know, they're just not used to it. And if they're used to you being like super the one who does everything, then there's a moment where you, you can be like, you know, and I'm I'm not letting go of the reins because I don't know how to do that let's just face the facts there but uh you know I do think like right now I'm like okay we're having a family talk every Sunday to be like the week looks like this because I realized that like that entire thing is in my head and like when I was laying down I was like oh nobody knows what to do here so it was very hard to like actually have to verbalize all those explanations with an excruciating headache, which I still have a headache right now. I have what is considered <laughs> potentially a migraine right now as we're speaking. Do you know what I mean? It just it hasn't gone away. So it's not like you can just stop. It's very complicated.
2: When you have this headache, like right now, what is it that soothes the headache best behaviorally? not don't tell me the drug you know the pill that you take and it lasts for an hour and a half or two maybe
0: no actually the the what they gave me doesn't work so i rather take advil than what they gave me they gave me a headache medicine that for me it doesn't work so clearly it's not that i'm glad they're done because i'm like i don't want to use this because it doesn't work for me the thing that has worked literally but you can't live like this is literally to lay down and do nothing but i cannot do nothing. 24 hours a day especially when there's a million people in your life and counting on you.
2: So that I knew that that would be the answer because we always seek solution from the pharmaceutical and we forget about the behavioral part of it. Your question would help is how many I know that you cannot just lay there until you have solution for this but you can add those moments to your schedule as medicine. This is what we don't do. This is where I am sure with 100% certainty that when you have your family meeting, you do not say from this time to this time, Vanessa is going to lay down. Okay. And, oh, and by the way, did my massages help you?
0: Yes, your massages were great. She did these little pressure point massages on my head, which were amazing.
2: Well, I'll do them when I get back. But. This is the type of thing, this is the painful part. <sighs> I know, I know. And we are so screwed up. And conditioned. To, and conditioned. To, yeah. Okay. That just try it as an experiment because, you know, you love experiments and adventures. So try it. And this week say, okay, you're going to insert those times and you will see that you will have to cross into your work schedule and uh, somehow or somewhat and I understand your responsibility and I'm not saying that you give that up but I think that you can squeeze these things in and into your personal life without taking because I know how your head works time from the kids there are other moments so it's and and why Am I telling you this is because we all have our tendencies and I speak for myself to go, 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 do, do, do. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. So these are things that we have to learn. It's like a muscle. It's weak. We have to practice so it gets stronger. And, And I am having that experience with my mom and I have been blessed with finding a psychiatrist who we share the fact and she has highlighted the fact that her dementia is not just about the drugs it's you have to use your behavioral resources as well but we don't want to go there i mean i'm talking now in general we don't want to go there because that's the difficult part you know the easy part to. is popping the pill so so this is a very profound issue it touches on many things that we
3: are so conditioned. Well, and it affects your quality of life. The grass
0: is always greener.
3: Listen, sure, but you can learn from everyone and every culture in some way, shape, or form. I'm not saying go and take two hours a day and a siesta if that drives you mm-hmm. nuts, because that would drive you nuts. But you have to find a day if you have time to get on that bike, a peloton, or go to a meeting. You have time, a little time, to lay down and rest your brain. Because how, what kind of quality of work and life are you going to have, anyways, if you, we don't start? doing that for ourselves especially people like you two there's just it's just like you know pedal to the metal all the time and feel like god me take a rest no i have too much to do i have to do all the things
0: what i'm saying is the grass is always greener because the cliches are the cliches like europeans don't live like you think they live meaning you know
3: i am yeah
2: yeah everybody, but it's not a small thing. This is not a small thing. I think we should wrap up, but I want to wrap up with, um, mama. And since you
0: brought her up really quickly, I just want to give everybody an update just because, um, she, we, we've had two episodes about her and like weaning her off medication. And then, you know, all of this, she's doing so much better day and night, better went to see her. And it's so interesting because, you know, the picture of her mother that had been hiding appeared when I went to visit. And I feel like this photograph was intentionally by the universe magically or by her own desire, meaning our great grandmother was like in the pages of some book that I would have never opened. I opened it because I randomly was like, look at this book, Tyka." and i opened it it was like below three other books there's no there's no way we would have found this it was very random anyway so we find i found the picture of our great grandmother my grandmother's mother who she's been having a crisis over see the last two episodes asterisk um for more information on that but point is i took it with me the photo but m- mama and our grandmother has been really really great she hasn't brought up the I mean she she definitely doesn't think her mother's alive right now which is great or that I'm keeping her in my house and that we could we just had a regular we went we went on a visit and we had a regular visit and she did the same thing she always used to do which is like try and stuff food down my kid's throat which I was very relieved by because that's like her you know so never give up on people I think is the thing like don't give up on people because that is a thing
3: and also question Yes, they're professionals—doctors, psychiatrists—but question them and say this is not working. Whatever you're doing, something has to change, and you have to kind of take the rein too, also, of your own well-being or the people around you that you're caring for. I think that's also a lesson to learn, um, which I also, which I've actually learned from my mom, because you sometimes you're just like, oh, the doctor said to take this and do this, you know, but if it's making you worse or you know delusional, <laughs> I mean, because it's interesting that the weaning off while it's very hard to do obviously while you're doing the weaning um obviously has helped my yep. mom tremendously yes it's um
2: it's been a bit of a hell although i must say it could have been worse it's so important to find the right healer and doctor because uh, they supported me i medical uh, drug holiday when they speak those words you just flip out because that means that they're going to take her off all her psych meds and what that proved to us was that there's so much behaviorally that you can do to soothe her so we'll see she has now one new med we've removed all the other meds and so she you know the 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 psychiatrist kept telling me i I, bunny and i were I mean, this has been the hardest thing in the world because we couldn't face her, and we did face her, right? And we would yeah. go and be with her, and, and and she would corner us, and we could not produce this woman who she says we had sequestered. And the psychiatrist says, just go with the flow, just keep saying, yeah, okay, tomorrow. And and it was so hard to do, but we did it, and all of a sudden, she forgot. Yeah, it. she it, exactly what she said. Vane, by the way, I told you that I didn't have any more pictures but i do have more pictures when i get all my stuff out of storage i have a whole bunch of pictures of when i was little that my grandmother your great grandmother was able to sneak out of cuba after we left sneak out of cuba
0: no she didn't leave cuba so she
2: had someone bring it to us okay she had someone bring it to us somehow um and so we we she saved all those pictures you know
0: oh god we're gonna cry (laughs)
2: Uh, what is with this nest it's like a the thing is that you go through life and, and you don't take the time to discover the amazing little things that people do in their little world like my grandmother what it took for her to get those And that's what I have of my childhood. I don't have anything else. My baptism, my first or second birthday. And you know, that's where all the family is. That's where you saw all of them. That's what we went over when I was a child here. Such heroic little acts of she hiding them, giving them to someone who had the guts to I don't know where they stuck those mm-hmm. pictures up. Probably they got wet Because you can tell I need to restore them uh, And she got my mother's uh, Wedding ring actually her. I have it on my mother gave it to me And these are such big things That happen and, and you just go through life ah, Like nothing And then one day You have the courage To say okay wait, no, let me think about this You know and this is why Sometimes you don't think because it can be very hurtful I did it because somehow I needed to join my mother in her pain so that I could understand it, right? All the little things. So.
0: Ah. Anyway, um, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're at today. I guess we will continue, trot on, and do all the things and some resting things um, and some loving things. And we will catch you next time on Never the Empty Nest.
1: Bye. With all of your success, she says, all the great things ahead. I'll be here when it's time to see you again. And if you fall, she says, if someone breaks your heart, I'll mend your wounds in this nest of ours till you're ready to depart.